everyone. It's April, and we're here today to do a little bit more of questioning of Veronica. And, of course, we always have the short update on all the animals that fill both Tony and my lives, and I'm sure a lot of you have them filling up your life, too. Well, I'm happy to report that Guinness is still kicking. He's He's got his heart, I think, is okay. I think he's responding well to the medication. Uh, what he's got going on now is because he's 19, he's, start, he's got a back left leg that's starting to give him a little bit of trouble. He has a hard time getting up and down. And sometimes he'll go to take a step, and his legs will just kind of get all tangled up and he'll fall. So I've got these carpet squares, like I said last week, I've got carpet squares everywhere, and I've kind of taped them down a little bit so that he can go from one to another without having to slip on anything. I've got his nails trimmed down really well. I took him to the vet to do it because he's got black nails, and I was afraid I would hurt him. And he's doing better. He's looking at me with clear eyes. He's, you know, he's having those little bit of mobility issues, but it's all fixable. So I put out these little square pads, and he and he's really smart. He looked at it, and he took a step on it, and I think a little light bulb went off in his head, and he's like, oh, this will keep me from slipping. And now he's, like, practically running on these things because he's got the confidence back that he's not going to wipe out because of the, the carpet thing. So I am thrilled to death. I'm looking forward to a wonderful Christmas with him, and we're just going to have a party, 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 a doggy party. And hopefully he'll, you know, continue on into the new year, which I think he's going to. I think he's turned a little bit of a corner. I'm managing everything that goes wrong as quickly as possible so that he doesn't have to suffer with anything. And the other dogs are doing good, too. I think Miss Marple has completely, you know, blended in with everybody. She's sleeping with the other two dogs now. They're cleaning each other's ears. I think she's finally found the family she was looking for. Lots of blankets, lots of pillows, lots of treats, lots of food, and, of course, lots of head scratches, which she's now starting to ask for. Um, she sees the other dogs do it, and I won't scratch her unless she asks me to. So she came to me two days ago and just did this little barky whimper thing, and I said, it's the ears, right? Well, I do the ears. So now I think I've got her trained a little bit that if she wants her ears done, she's got to come over and ask for it. And it's kind of cool see this happen because she's she was very standoffish at first very quiet and now she's starting to go huh i could do this and she asks for other treats like if i give everybody a little treat she'll come back over to me now and go um excuse me can i you know can i get another one and i look at this as a sign that she's becoming more comfortable that she's finally getting what it's like to be a dog with a family and I think she'll always be a runner, but, and of course, with me in charge, <laughs> I'm going to have her like in a harness with two leashes if I take her outside. And I have been taking them out into this little playpen that's covered and you zip them into it. And I have taken them out so they can get a little sun and some fresh air. But here in California, it's pretty cold right now. And I know all of you people on the East Coast are like shaking your head and rolling your eyes, but... You know, it's been going down to like 40s at night, and that's cold for us. So they also have discovered the electric blanket, so everybody's, of course, on that, and it's hard to get them up and outside when it's a little nippy out. 
But I'm just happy as can be. I am relieved. I, you know, I'm watching Dennis like a hawk. And, hey, I know time is limited. But I'm trying to make that limited time as easy and as comfortable as I can possibly make it. And if I get a little extra time with him out of it, it's bonus, bonus, bonus. So, Tony, how is everybody yeah. doing over there in uh, Kenny Bumford? We're all fine. Uh, we have uh, the vet coming um, the 15th. She comes to the house. It's called Vet at Your Door. And uh, Q doesn't need any shots or anything, but I want her to be checked anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So we're all we're all doing good, you know. Uh, getting ready for the holidays, of course. Yeah. And uh, Q is not touching the tree for another year. It's amazing. She sits wow. under it. She looks at the ornaments and the lights. But she does not touch the tree. So I think you know. Every now and then, I would give a cat a cat that would want to climb the tree and knock it over. I mean, every now and then, I get one of those cats. And when I put my tree up this year, um, one of the cats, one of the um, little one of the kitten part of the kitten group, went over and did climb up the inside of it. And when they got to the top, they stuck their head out and they looked me right in the eye, and I looked back and I'm like, get down now and the cat was like oh oh i'm not supposed to be up here oh and then shimmy back down the tree and left so i'm hoping that i get you know get past this I, every day i wake up when i wake up in the morning i come down i said the tree's still standing because these guys are on a muck during the night they play all night so anyway yeah. i'm gonna go get some i'll get veronica for you guys all right, sounds good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Um, again, we've got great questions, and um, I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Trevor. He would like to know, is all of the increased interest, T's, and U, U-A-P-S, part of a much bigger wake-up call in progress? Well, those from other places have always been around, so to speak. Your culture has not really addressed it, um, the unidentified flying objects. Um, They have chosen not to for a long time. And we think as the earth and the people upon it evolve a little bit and become a little bit more self-aware and aware of their reality, that the uh, concept of those from other places has become a little less scary. Now, of course, it doesn't help when you have the scary movies and stories told about, you know, aliens come to eat you for breakfast kind of thing. We think there is a level of people who still maybe adhere to that thought process. But we can tell you that they are very advanced energies, all of them. None of them are here for negativity. 
um, if they were going to take you out, so to speak, they would have done it by now. It's much better to conquer those who are in the naive mode than those who are already, you know, knowing what's going on. So that is not the case of what's happening here. But there are extremely intelligent beings from other places that would really like to get to know the human race and not just observe them, but to get to know each individual as a person. And we do think that time is coming. We think that there's slight evidence of it here and there in your newscast. They bring it up just a little bit just to kind of pepper it into the conversation. We think that more likely sooner than later, they'll make some sort of announcement that might turn the world upside down a bit, but not in a negative way. It's really important that all of you know that the Earth is not the center of the universe, and there are other planets that have advanced articulate energies and incarnates upon it, just like Earth does. And a lot of them are way more advanced than Earth could possibly muster up right now. So, yes, there is kind of a wake-up call in progress, but we think it's going to be a good one and one that will change how everyone thinks about things, which sometimes that's a good thing. All right. Well, here's a question that I've been wondering as well. Mary writes in, why did you, Veronica, stop incarnating? The reincarnational progress is one of development and expansion. It's a linear experience, and linear has a beginning and an end. And as an energy who has incarnated multiple, many times, we can tell you that there comes a point where the advantages aren't as strong as the disadvantages. And disadvantages defined by us as not making any progress, not finding any useful moments or tools that would expand the awareness any further. Sometimes you have to move on to higher realms to do that. Now, of course, if we wanted to, we could continue reincarnating. And sometimes some very wonderful things that the linear environment provides that we would like to experience again. But as like all of you, we are still continuing on our expansion and growth. And for us, the next part of that is not so much us incarnating, but to extend our knowledge and experience to those who are still incarnating. And we, like others like ourselves, are good at that because we've had the first-hand experience. And we can understand the linear a little bit more than, say, some of the energies who have not incarnated at all. It's a hard thing to understand, certainly. So we have stopped incarnating because the next level of our progression involves helping those who are still trying to do it. And it is no longer a feasible means of growth for us. So we have moved into another phase of this where we are sort of like the tour guide now rather than the individual walking through the maze of linear life. There are moments where we have considered you know, starting up the reincarnational process, but it wouldn't be so much for growth, but just for enjoyment and for new experiences. So everyone reaches that point 
at some stage in their development. We have just reached it, and for linear years, it's been 30, 40 years we've been doing this with the April Crawford. So we are continuing our growth, but differently. And that is why we have stopped the physical incarnations, because they no longer serve the growth. Okay. Our next question is coming from Sharon. Are you aware of highly advanced civilizations that have failed on this planet before? If so, what were the main causes? Yes. There have been civilizations that have risen and fallen on this planet for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And some of the civilizations you've never heard of, some of them could not be identified with with tones because the language is so different, it would be unrecognizable. Humans have evolved to a space also where their vocal cords and their ability to participate sensory-wise in the reality has changed as well. When a civilization is growing, it is usually because there is great desire for more and expansion. But when that stops, or when the focus becomes upon the ego, or when the focus becomes upon how we can attain more linear things and kind of forget about the, you know, energetic growth, then civilizations start to crack a little. The truth is suppressed. The ability to have an understanding of the reality around you becomes more difficult and you get lost in the focus of things that really don't matter. There has been a lot of greed on planet Earth because it is such an abundant place. There's been a lot of poor choices. There's been a lot of choices that would cause such great negativity that it would be very difficult for the population to continue. And sometimes there have been things like, say, Atlantis, where the greed for more superseded the need of the people and somebody participated in an event that destroyed the whole place. That's just one story out of thousands. So we say... Focusing upon the linear while you're here is a good thing, but don't make it your main focus. Don't put it in front of your soul. Don't put it in front of your spiritual identity. There's where the human race has gone south a few times. So we have seen it. We have watched it. And we would say to all of you, it's important, you know, to make good choices within the linear, but you also have to make choices that, are good for your soul. And it's so easy to forget about your spiritual awareness when something's glittery and shiny in front of your face that you want to attain in the linear. It's important not to do that. So, yes, we are definitely aware, as all of you should be aware, and that is why we have related this message to you today. Uh, Our next question is from Elizabeth. If one feels a spiritual calling to uplift people, how do we narrow down our purpose and then create a career? It's really important to feel into the gifts that you have. And Elizabeth, you have a gift. 
where you know how to take somebody's energy and lift it up and make them feel better. And in doing that, that's what will clear their mind so they can think better and start making better choices. We would say you've got quite a few gifts. So what should happen is if you pick one to start out with and pick it by how it makes you feel when you are participating in it. You can always add other lines and other opportunities within the experience, but it's really important to feel into it one thing at a time and then add as you go on. You could make a career out of this, my dear, because you are very good at it. Now, you remember you are in a culture that lacks labels, so you probably should get some sort of Reiki label, you know, some, something that says, oh, this is what I do. But what you really do is that you lift up people and know how to take their energy and help them hear themselves and help them see themselves so that they can have a better experience. Feel into it. Feel how you feel when you finish working with somebody and decide if you can do three things really good, then start with the one that you can do the best. And then add the other ones as you get comfortable in the career moves that you're making. It is a good way to make a living if you are gifted with such things. And the gifts that you bring to the table are invaluable to those who may not be feeling well or may have difficulty just participating in the reality. So hone it down to maybe two or three things and then participate and see how it makes you feel. You can't do it logically. You can't do it by thinking. You have to do it by feeling. And most of the time, that's how all of you are going to be able to make those choices and to make a career of uplifting people. You have a great thing going on here. You should be doing it. And sometimes it's deciding to do it is the most hard part of the whole equation, the decision. And then feel into it and find which one feels the best and from there, we think it will start to move on its own and have a life of its own. And what you'll have is a career and a fulfilling moment that you're doing what your soul wants to do, not necessarily what your ego wants to do. Okay, Veronica. Great, great message. Um, that was our last question. So if you'd like to take a break, come back and give the message to the world. All right, dear. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, uh, again, for some great questions. And as always, I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Don't be shy. We'll try to get your question on the air. Um, so, you know, don't hold yourself back. Or if there's a question that you have more questions to, write it in and we'll Again, try to get it on the air. Veronica, are you there? Yes, we are. Okay. So we understand that you are moving into holiday time. Now, holidays are different for different cultures, but usually the end of a calendar year is a time for rest, relaxation, and fun. And we want all of you to decide that you're going to take whatever you're calling your holiday. You're going to take that day and just be with yourself, be with your family. Stop working for a day. Stop thinking about work for the day. Stop thinking about politics. Stop thinking about, you know, crime. Stop thinking about all the things that are going wrong. 
and think about the things that could be going right. Change your focus. And on a day that's a holiday, there's usually time to be with family and to sit with yourself. Imperative that you do so. Decide that you're going to be happier. Decide that you're going to take better care of yourself. There's lots of decisions that can be made. Holidays, whatever your holiday you want to call it, is a time for reflection and restorative measures. Use it for that. Whatever you think you need or whatever you end up feeling like you need, provide it for yourself. If you're a healer, heal your own self for that day. You can't be a great healer if you're not healed yourself. You have to put yourself in the queue of healing. And if you do so, it can make a big difference to yourself and to the world. So take your holiday, whatever it is, and use it and enjoy it and recharge and replenish your own energy so that you can get back out there when the holidays are over and go back to fighting whatever battles you've come here to fight creating the things that you came here to create, and expanding your awareness and your consciousness, which is the real thing that you're here to do. So do it. And decide that the holiday is the best time to do it because everyone else is doing the same. Okay. Thank you, Veronica. Well, thank you for listening to the show. We'll be right back with you next week with more questions, and take care. Bye-bye.